This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You likely saw over the weekend uh, social media blowing up with the stories about immigration and the crisis in the United States. And you saw all sorts of these, you know, images pouring out with children being separated from their moms and dads. And, And it got everyone talking. Laura Bush condemned it. Even the First Lady herself, Melania Trump, said, quote, we need a country that follows all laws, but also a country that governs with a heart. Must be an interesting chat in the White House these days. But, uh, you know, 2,000 children have been separated from their parents between April and May and put into uh, holding facilities. Not a great look. But there are other facts to this. I mean, no one has deported more people than former President Barack Obama. And you may recall that time during the Clinton administration. Remember that little Elliot Gonzalez? He was the boy in Florida ripped from his parents' home with a gun pointing at him live on TV. So you got to ask yourself, why are these parents taking such a chance if they know that this is the price that they will pay? pay? Not to mention, how political is this other than 150%? Let's ask. Giddy Mammon is an immigration lawyer who deals with this all the time. You can catch him at migrationlaw.com. He joins me now with a bit of reality. Um, Giddy, you know, this is not new. Um, it's been done by many governments before. I think what people haven't really seen is children being yanked away so publicly by their, you know, from their parents. And that's why it's become so much more uh, emotional. But how much of this is just politics? Well, I think uh, I think a lot of it is politics. Uh, I can't quantify it, but I got to tell you, Canadians have to look at this from their own perspective and understand that in the last 30 years, I've spent uh, my time in immigration law, and I have seen hundreds of situations where people were, for example, in Canada without status, and they even had Canadian-born children, and when they were detected by our immigration authorities, the immigration authorities had no difficulty whatsoever uh, deporting them to their country of origin and separating them from their Canadian-born children. So, you know, to to now look at this thing and see it as somehow unusual and cruel, this is what we do on a regular basis, including today. That's what we do. We have no difficulty whatsoever sending out a message that our border will not be uh, abused and our hospitality will not be abused as well. And we send people home knowing full well they may come back in a year or two, but in that time they're going to be separated from their Canadian kids Mm -hmm. because we cannot deport Canadian kids. So they stay here and the parent goes abroad and waits and waits and waits for his turn to come back. Yeah, didn't it just happen with a a Russian uh, parents and their Russian children? It happens all the time, Alex. This is... Uh, this is just something that we deal with on a routine basis. So as, as a person who analyzes immigration law and policy, it troubles me that we are so moved by this situation in the United States. We do it all the time. And not only that, we also detain kids uh, in Canada. Uh, and, uh, you know, there was a case uh, uh, about a year or two ago that said that the, the Immigration Refugee Board was doing detention reviews all wrong. Uh, they said the the courts ruled that the IRB had to now 
pay attention to the best interests of the children who might be directly affected by a detention order. So it's only recently in Canada that we have become a little bit more sensitive to detaining kids. But we do exactly the same thing. And, and we also do it at the port of entry where we suspect that children may be um, accompanied, uh, either they're unaccompanied minors entering Canada or they're accompanied by people who are not necessarily their parents or people who are known to them. So let me stop you there. Is the difference that we don't put our this the children into cages and don't allow those to be publicly seen the way we are in the United States? Okay, so uh, as far as putting kids in cages, uh, I, I can't speak to that. Right. Uh, what I can say is that I have been to the detention center many times, and I've seen kids come out, and they go to a school bus and taken to school, and then they're returned back to their parents at the facility. And I've seen many families where the children are uh, detained for, for days. In fact, uh, I think in 2015, uh, according to uh, the University of Toronto's uh, International Human Rights Program, they, they came up with this, the statistic that in 2015, these kids were held on average 59 days, which is almost exactly the amount of time the Americans are, are, are reported to be holding these, the, the, the kids uh, because it takes time uh, to get back DNA uh, samples, etc., to prove a connection between the child and the people who are bringing them into Canada or the United States. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of similarities. So I, I really don't think that Canadians should be sitting there feeling uh, so high and mighty and proud that we are somehow different than the Americans. Uh, the Canadian border has been uh, in force forever, and we make it difficult for people to stay here who have uh, abused our hospitality. And what Donald Trump is doing right now is exactly the same. Uh, what he is doing is he's sending a loud and clear message to uh, the migrant community um, that, you know, on a monthly basis, the Americans are seeing about 38,000 people cross the southern border into the United States per month. So he's speaking to them, uh, a population of about 500, uh, what is it, 456,000 people per year, and saying, look, you come to this country illegally, and we're going to make it very, very difficult for you. And if we can't figure out who the kids uh, uh, belong to that you're bringing, we're going to hold on to them. So he's speaking to them, and he's also speaking to Congress and saying, look, we have a, a problem. You need to solve it. I can't pass legislation, so you're going to have to do it. And until then, I'm going to put the screws to you and until you uh, act. But uh, I think it should be clear that we do very much the same thing, but right now, because of politics, it's it's uh, it's 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 becoming a, a big issue uh, south of the border. Right, and and the responsibility inevitably is on the parents who keep trying to come back in illegally. I mean, and they I I think many of them will use their children as pawns, hoping that they can uh, get some kind of mercy by bringing their children. But what they're doing is risking having those children taken away. Am I uh, th there? There is no one out there who hasn't heard of what's going on right now at the U.S. border since May. This policy uh, was announced by the Secretary of Homeland Security and by the Attorney General back in May, saying that we're going to have a zero tolerance uh, and we're going to prosecute you and you're going to go to jail if you jump the border. Uh, so people right now, they know that, and yet they, they still come. So they understand that by bringing children, whether they belong, uh, they, 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 the, the kids belong to them or not, they know that those children uh, are going to be imperiled. And, and I should say that I agree with you 100% that 
um, people bring children as a shield, a shield to prosecution and a shield to uh, law enforcement. So if you allow that to, to go on, more and more people will be using that tactic and bringing children with them so that they do not face prosecution, they do not face detention. And that is uh, really not uh, what this administration is looking for. This administration wants to send out a message, don't come here, we cannot afford another 450,000 people crossing our border, our southern border, every year. That is Giddy Mammon talking about the realities that it happens here all the time. We might not see it on the televisions, we might not see it on every newscast, but it does happen. It happens here, and now it's happening in the United States. And I'm not sure why, I I mean, look, I I hate to see the images as well. Lord knows what those children are going through, but the children are being used as pawns. And the finger of blame, I think, goes to the parents, who, yes, are leaving situations that are terrible, but they keep using their children as shields or as a gamble to see if they can get into the country. And who pays the price? The kids. Every time. This we will continue to cover because it's not going to be stopping, I don't think, anytime soon. Albeit, Mr. Trump may just get that wall. And I suspect you're going to see some changes in immigration law.